Welcome back to the What Do They Know podcast. Today, the guys are back together and ready to go over all the action from week 14. And boy, is there a lot. They'll go over their top stories and their power rankings, but they will also examine the AFC and NFC wildcard race and give you their predictions on who will lock those three playoff spots in each conference. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? We are about to find out what's going on, everybody. This is the What Do They Know podcast. Nick and Jeff with you back back together in full force, in full That's effect right. for this week. Um, so thanks for bearing with us last week. We tried out some new technology. I had to call last minute audible. Um, didn't exactly go great. So we are, <laughs> we're back in person together this week, um, to get a, to get a good one in front of you guys, hopefully. So, um, lot to go over from week 14. We got a lot of good, a lot of good stories, a lot of good talking points, um, fantasy football stuff to go over playoffs start next week. So right. make sure if you haven't paid attention to your team in the last few weeks, you start paying attention now. <laughs> this is where it counts. This is where it counts, especially if you're in a money league. Exactly. Um, so, all right. So I will kick it off with our top stories this week. Um, got some good ones. I feel like, you know, number one, and this is one of the few weeks where I feel like we're not, or I'm not talking about like specific teams or, or, or specific games or something that happened, just topics in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is just the value of a good backup quarterback. Right. Um, so think about, so I wrote it down, seven teams started their backup today. Seven. Seven. That's more than a fourth of the league. Right. And if of those seven teams, four of them are playoff teams. <laughs> so the Colts, the Browns, the Seahawks and the Steelers. Now the Seahawks, they lost today. They're not in the playoff picture after today, but going into today they were right. So those four teams who are fighting for a playoff spot had to start a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like we've talked about it a lot throughout the season, especially being a jet fan. I mean, you can't, you can't understate how important a good backup quarterback is. Right. Um, I mean, look at the Browns, for example, they literally just pulled Joe Flacco out of the retirement home off the street and he threw for, I wrote his stats down today, 311 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, he's looked amazing so I far. I mean, and we've talked, I mean, you were high on the Browns defense all season, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. They have a phenomenal defense, but they have had nobody to throw the ball. Even when right. Deshaun Watson was in the game, he really didn't look anything special. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Flacco can continue to produce like this and they partner that with their, their defense, they're a scary-looking team. Right. And So, I actually have a friend of... Uh at work who's actually a browns fan and he's like man i feel more confident in having flacco back there than deshaun watson yeah <laughs> back when he I was don't still blame healthy. Him. i don't blame so, him one bit yep i mean uh, yeah flacco and then the other guy i wrote down is jake browning from cincinnati mm-hmm. um they had a huge win monday night um against the against the jags right and then they beat the colts today um so that's huge for playoff implications for a tiebreaker perspective he had 275 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So the the Bengals, who I immediately wrote off and and said and left them for dead, right? They're right there. Yeah, the first game that Jake Browning came in and he kind of put up a dud, to be honest yeah. with you. And you just thought, oh, well, that's it for them. It was Joe Burrow uh, or bust there. But they went into their bye week, and <laughs> I don't know if they adjusted their play calling to uh, Browning's uh, skill set or Browning just adjusted to to the to what he needed to do. So, but. Kudos to uh, Jake Browning for <laughs> for doing what he yeah. needed to do. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like you know, it's it's one of those things where you don't really you don't really need it until you need it. If right. that makes sense, like you know, you know, 
the, the, the QB depth chart is just something that people just gloss over right. every single season. Like, oh, and you even joke about it. Like, oh, I have no idea who our backup quarterback is. Well, right. you need to start knowing. Right. Right. I mean, and a GM's like, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of, again, of the Jets uh, GM this year, he's put together a great roster with a ton of talent, but he did not address the backup quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. And that's going to end up being their, their, their Achilles doom. heel. Yeah. Their Achilles heel this right. year. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's hard to account for injuries at any position, especially with the quarterback. With, I mean, you have five players who are designed to protect your quarterback right. in the offensive line, and right. then you have tight ends. Well, he missed coach. on that spot, too. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> when that goes, the whole rest of your roster is pr- pretty much going to crumble. Uh, if you don't uh, address your offensive line accordingly. But it's just one of those things where you, you try to bulk up your offensive line um, quarterback. You know, your season's probably going to hinge on your quarterback. But as we've seen with these teams that are that are in the playoff contention, it doesn't always have to start, have to uh, revolve around your quarter, starting quarterback anymore. It, as long as you have a capable backup that can um, manage a game and maybe have a star-studded um, performance here and there, you're going to be right in the thick of it uh, 100% of the time. So it's... And unfortunately for the Jets, I guess they they didn't want to push Zach Wilson too too far down the death chart. But I, I mean, look, seeing how Joe Flacco is looking now, you, you kind of wonder um, if they had signed Joe Flacco oh, gosh, as soon I as know. as soon as Aaron Rodgers went down and they went that route. But I mean, it is what it is now. But yeah, there's there's absolutely no way you can undervalue a backup quarterback from now on. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, and then my second story again, it's not specific team it's more just a topic that i found super interesting today um there were three playoff teams that got what i would call significantly upset Mm -hmm. um so the pats on thursday this was actually thursday night they beat the steelers that surprised me uh two win team yep um the bears beat the lions bears were a four win team Mm -hmm. lions you know cream of the crop in the nfc and then the jets beat the texans Mm -hmm. um and really gave it to the texans three to six Six. the final score was um, so those are three <clears throat> really surprising outcomes and are really going to, I mean, they, it's just making the playoff picture that much more, much tighter mm-hmm. and much more exciting. I mean, you think about the Steelers, I mean, they have to be sick to their stomach. I mean, they were seven and four and you look at that schedule, they got the two and 10 Cardinals coming in and then the two and 10 Patriots after that, yep. you gotta be thinking you're moving to nine and four yep. easily. You're, you're basically securing your playoffs at that point. Correct. Yep. And then they go and they just lay an egg against both teams and now they're seven and six and and who knows what's going to happen right i mean they, they've got some afc north um opponents coming up now so it's it's not going to be an easy road to get no. into the playoffs no um they needed they needed to take advantage of those two games that they just had with the cardinals and the patriots and they did not at all um so yeah that was that was my biggest shocker of this past week was the patriots over the steelers because you would have thought Mike Tomlin would have had those guys ready, especially after coming off loss against the Cardinals. Yeah, but it, uh, <laughs> the Patriots just came out. And I, I guess did what they needed to do. Bailey Zappi um, yeah. <laughs> played a quarterback I mean, efficiently yeah, somehow. Kudos to him. Uh, yeah, so it, it was definitely the shocker for me, even more so than the Jets over, over the Texans, and uh, especially more so than the Bears over the Lions because I, I, I still with the Bears, I still feel like their offense is still has potential. It's oh, just, yeah. it's just. It just hasn't gone their way this year. Yep, I agree. Yep. All right, what do you got for us? So for me, for me, I I have the AFC playoff picture. There's just let me count them: one, two, three, four, five, six teams at seven and six right now. Yep. They're all vying for for two spots. Cleveland's a, has the number one wild card uh, seed there at eight and five, so they're only a game ahead of yeah. all those teams. Yeah. So there, there's 
there's a lot of, I guess, <laughs> I guess conjuncture there that you don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, you have Cleveland, the Steelers, uh, and Cincy all all there, but they're all in the AFC North, and we've talked about having AFC North having all their teams uh, in there. But with that much, um, that many teams in that in that hunt. I have a hard time seeing all of them making it, especially when they have to play each other. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's it's definitely going to be survival of the fittest here. Um, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's especially interesting when you look at, like, I don't know if this is a common sense statement or not, but it feels like it's not. A lot of these teams have played each other. Yeah. Like, you talk about tiebreakers, how big these matchups are, like Cincinnati mm-hmm. over Buffalo, Houston over Denver, um, now Cincinnati over Indy, like all of these teams that are like seven and six, right. they all have played each other. Right. And so it's really, really interesting when you think of that. And and now, you know, the only reason you, your position where you are is because of maybe a win that happened in week three that didn't look significant or didn't seem significant at the time. Right. And now it could be the difference between you making the playoffs or missing it by a game. Right. Right now the bills are in the 11th place or they're the last team of those and they might be the scariest of all of them. exactly yeah you do that's the no that's probably the number one team you do not want to face in the first yep. round if you're in the top of the afc uh, yep. uh rankings right there so that that to me is <laughs> it's, it's just so confusing because you, you see all these teams and you think yeah i can see them going in i i can see them they've deserved to go into to go in but at the same time you look at buffalo behind everybody else and you look at cincy how they're playing right yeah. now those are the number 10 and number 11 seeds right now, but they're playing just as good as anybody else in the football league. Yeah. So it's going to be definitely a a challenging uh, final, uh, what, three, four weeks? Four weeks. Four weeks. So for Denver, Houston, Indy, and Pittsburgh, (laughs) strap it up because you got some really good teams chasing you. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. So, and then my second one is the NFC South, actually. So I've I've kind of like... Unexpected? Yeah. (laughs) I've kind of gone away from talking I wish about the Jets this. were in the NFC South. <laughs> I really do. They'd be one game back, man. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I as a Saints fan, I feel like I I don't I try to go go away from them it's talking about them too much because I don't want to go on uh, yeah. on tangents I on, get that. on the on that. So, but I think I'm not very good at doing that. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I'm not very good at doing that. But it creates good media here. Yeah. So, but um <clears throat> in my sense, I'm I'm not going to be here um for the next 2 weeks. Uh, yep. I'm I'm Going to attend a wedding for my sister all over Mexico, so I won't be live. So this is how we got end up getting getting together. But I'll go on a tangent for the Saints right now, <laughs> just yeah. just before I get I get off. So please, yep. So right now they're tied for first place uh, with the Buccaneers and Atlanta. Right now tiebreakers go to Tampa um, over Atlanta and the Saints. So for me personally, What's their, they're six and seven, right? They're all, all they're all them. all three of them are six and seven. Yeah. So it's it's. <laughs> It's such a joke right now. I, I feel like, yeah. um, honestly, and I said this last year, I, I don't want the Saints to make the playoffs just to get bounced out anyway. I mean, the, the goal for every team, I feel like, is to win the Super Bowl. If you're yeah. not, if you're just gonna, if you're just content making the playoffs, don't don't even make the playoffs. Get a high draft pick, restructure your your roster, and and go from there. Um, but I, I don't personally, I don't want any hint or hope for Dennis Allen and Picard and Michael Jr. to keep their jobs I, yeah. <laughs> because of how. I guess stagnant that offense can get, especially for a long duration of the games. And I guess the only hope you have of scoring points is maybe a two minute drill or something like that. Um, that defense has carried them for a long periods of time, but at the same time they get tired. Um, so they can only hold out for so, so long. 
it's just one of those things where you, you need to help out your roster where it needs and a high draft pick um, will get you there. Um, last year, they didn't have their they, they would have gotten the 10th overall pick, but they traded it away for I can't remember who, but it went to the Eagles um, and they dra- they drafted um Jalen Carter, the yeah. defensive lineman who's <laughs> one of the I guess he's a stud. Yeah, he's he's a stud. He's probably going to win defensive player or rookie of the year or yeah. something. Or at least in the conversation to do so. Um, so it's just one of those things where I want the Saints to kind of reboot what they wanted, what they're doing, and and move forward with the, with an actual plan with the top ten draft pick rather than because last last time they were drafting this high, they got Marshall Lattimore, and Marshall Lattimore is has been a stud at a cornerback for 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 when he's been healthy there. So it, to me, it's just one of those things where it's going to be convoluted. I don't, I don't, I don't see who's going to make it out of there. But whoever it is, I, I still feel think like it's the Saints. Yeah, I do. I and, and and they have the better roster. They have the roster. They do. And and like I texted you at one point today. Mm-hmm. They, they and I said this last week. They have given us. They've given us zero reason to think that they're going to be there. Right. But they just have so much talent. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave. I mean, Derek Carr. I, I don't know what happened to him. I, I and I don't think it's him. I think that it's the system. Right. Which we kind of talked about off air. But like I texted you at one point today. He had, and this was like, I think in the third quarter or maybe yeah, even I think the fourth going quarter. Fourth. Going in the so. fourth quarter, he had 13 completions for like 37 yards. Yeah. How is that even possible? <laughs> That's less than three yards of completion. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't even understand that. Beats like, me. I, I don't, like, what system is that? What mm-hmm. offense is that? You yeah. know, I, I just, and and so I, I, I still think they're going to be there. I mean, mm-hmm. the tiebreakers, like we talked about in the AFC, they do not favor the Saints. Right. So they're going to have to pull some wins out of their butt. Right. But I I, I don't know. I still think that talent will prevail. Right. And they'll be there at the end of the, the, end of the day. Yeah, talent can only prevail if your coaching allows it. And, yeah. I, I mean, their coaching has not allowed their talent to prevail this, this season. Um, I'm, the Saints play Atlanta week 7 or week 18, I believe. Ooh, that so could very that easily could... be – the deciding vision yep, yep that could be definitely one of the, who's who goes to the playoffs at that point but at the same time I, well and I, it's gonna be so hard for me to root against obviously against the saints but at the same time i wouldn't i guess i wouldn't be sad or, or, or devastated if they missed the playoffs entirely well and here's something else that we need to start talking about right i feel like when we talk about the nfc south everybody just assumes the only way you're getting in is through winning the division mm-hmm. right now. The last wildcard team is green Bay at six and six. Mm. So Half it's game. not unrealistic <laughs> right. for two of two teams to get in at like eight and seven, eight, or and eight nine. nine. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that that could potentially be a real possibility. Yeah. I mean, the way this division is kind of shaking out, you'll probably have, at least two teams at eight and nine, to be honest with you, I, yeah. whether the division winners eight and nine or nine and eight, I don't know. But um, at this rate, at the rate it's going, I, I, I <laughs> personally, I, I'm having a hard time finding who would win the division, let alone having a second team in there. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, the NFC South is kind of a cluster right now. And I, I don't see, honestly, I look at Tampa and Atlanta and the saints and all of them. I don't see, I guess any any change or any good progression going on. You got Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. I'm, I'm not sure if he's a franchise quarterback. You got Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. I don't think he's a, he's a franchise quarterback. And then Derek Carr, who, who's having his struggles this time. Yeah, is I don't honestly I don't think any team in the NFC South right now is 
in a good position <laughs> for their future, to be honest with yeah. you. And it's going to be probably this sort of way uh, for a few years. For a few years. Yeah, I agree. A losing division type of thing. I agree. Yep. All right. So those are our top stories. Um, we're going to do something a little different this week. We're not going to do any overreactions. What we are going to do is we are each going to take a conference. So Jeff's going to look at the AFC. I'm going to look at the NFC and just go over the wildcard picture okay. and break out who we think, you know, we'll obviously go over the standings as of right now mm -hmm. and who we think after week 18 is going to lock up those, those three wildcard spots. Right. So I will let you go first with the AFC. Okay. So I'm going to go over through like the entire one through seven. Yep. Currently. Yep. Um, I, Baltimore right now is as the number one seat unlocked 10 and three. Uh, Miami's right behind them at nine and three. Um, what they play tomorrow, I believe. Yep. So play uh, Titans. Titans. That's right. Yep. And then KC's at eight and five. Jacksonville's at eight and five at four. And then top three wild card seeds are Cleveland at five <coughs> at eight and five. Steelers right now have the sixth seed at seven and six. And then Indy is at the has the number seven seed right now at seven and six. Those two teams play each other this week. I'm almost positive Pittsburgh uh, and Indy. Do they? I'm pretty sure. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Talk about tiebreakers exactly so but honestly at the end of the day from <laughs> my perspective i don't think either of those teams is gonna make I, the playoffs to be honest i agree completely because in the hunt you got houston at seven and six denver at seven and six cincy at seven and six and then the bills at seven and six obviously with uh tiebreakers cincy and bills are at the bottom of that trend but at the same time those two like i said earlier they were they're probably the two teams that are the most dangerous right now yep. um and denver has a tiebreaker over buffalo too i just remembered that yep yeah, Denver Denver does, and so Buffalo honestly, really needs to win. Yeah, they have like no tiebreakers. Right. Uh, honestly, I think best case for Buffalo right now is if Denver wins the division yeah. over KC, which Buffalo. we didn't even talk about that. Right. Right. We, we didn't even talk about that this week. That is, who would have thunk that the that the Denver Broncos could actually win the AFC West? One in five. They are one game back. One in after five. the Chiefs yep. lost today. Yep. I mean, this was the year to do it because the Kansas City has not – they've lost all their wide receiver weapons. Tony has a job just by default, I feel oh like. God. because that guy. He is cost – How do you – okay, so I was texting my brother-in-law because <laughs> he's obviously a diehard Bills fan, so we were talking about it a little bit after the game. Uh -huh. I could be wrong with this, but I'm pretty sure that every – so you see wide receivers line up, mm -hmm. and they always point. They're pointing at the ref. Right. They're, they're not good. pointing at their guys on the sideline saying, right. what's up, bro? Watch me do watch me on this play. Watch this. They're literally pointing at the ref saying, Hey, am I good? And right. and, and the ref flat out tells them yes or no. Right. How did he still line up offsides? Well, um, how he... is that even a thing? Honestly, when I heard the call, when I heard offsides and then the ref said offense, it's like, excuse me? Yeah. It's it's not a call that's made often. I've no I don't know if I've ever heard it. I heard it earlier this year, actually. Okay. I, I can't remember what game it was, but it was once, and that was the first time I had heard it in, in probably years or ever, to be honest with you. But I can't remember what game it was, but this is the second, I know this is the second time I've heard it this season. But before that, I, I couldn't even tell you the last yeah. time I heard it. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where Tony, I feel like Tony makes mental mistakes every single game, yep. especially these closed games where, where <clears throat> I guess everything is kind of looked through a microscope where you're looking for a reason why they lost. Tony's usually the reason why Kansas City loses. Yep. I mean, obviously, they don't have a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. They don't. So whether it's going to be Tony anyway or it's going to be somebody else, maybe Tony's just just being at the wrong place at the wrong time type of thing. But, I mean, as there's only so much you can do and you can allow if you're Andy Reid. 
if if Tony keeps costing you games well, every single time. And not only that, from a bigger picture, like their receivers are so underperforming mm-hmm. that it's gotten to a point where you can literally double or triple team Travis Kelsey oh, yeah. and say, let's take our chances with these other guys and make them make a play right. because they're going to drop the ball. They're going to hold. They're going to apparently line up offsides yeah. like they by def- by default, they have eliminated their own best weapon right. by not having other weapons around him. Right. Yep. I've, I've been low on Kansas City yeah, ever you, since yeah. the beginning of the season, and that's why I had opening game, Detroit over, over KC. I, I just do not like their ro- offensive roster construction. I know you have Mahomes and Kelsey there, but, I mean, if you shut down Kelsey, all of a sudden, who do you have? As you said, right. there's nobody there. So they proved that with week one, and it's just continued to, to prove itself as as the season goes on. So Mahomes can only do so much, to be honest with you. Well, so that's what I was just going to say next is, is I know on the surface his little outburst today mm-hmm. was at the ref about the call. Right. That, to me, just screams like just utter frustration oh, yeah. with the guys around him. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you can't yell at You them. can yeah. only – like you – he can only do so much yeah. and you can only do so much with the guys around you. And when it continues to just be a complete letdown, mm-hmm. like it has been, right. I, I mean, yeah, he might be frustrated. He's going to go back in and look at the replay and see like the, the ref, ref was right. Correct. Yeah. The ref was correct. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, yeah, the, all this frustration grows and you let it out <clears throat> somewhere. Obviously you don't want to direct it at your team, especially with the cameras on you. Yeah. Um, obviously that's going to be a bad look, but Honestly, yeah, you can probably make out that whole tantrum pointed more towards Tony than to yep, that ref. 100%. So, yep, <laughs> it's just a bad position for them. But yeah, Denver, Denver has all the possibility in the world to bypass KC. Um, obviously, they're they're a game behind, but um, I'm not sure who holds the tiebreaker on that. I'm, I'm I feel so they they each won against each other. Have they one and so one? Did they split that? Their, let's look at their uh, division records here. Stand by. Yeah, because I'm actually interested in that. Because that'd be fun. So, Kansas City's three and one in the division. Denver's two and two. Oh, so Denver or excuse me, Kansas City has has a tiebreaker on, on that. Gotcha. But there's more division games to be played, right? You know what I mean. They don't right. play each other anymore. But mm-hmm. um, I think Denver has Can- uh, the Chargers, and then Kansas City has the Raiders. So, so there's there's more division games to be played. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I have a hard time seeing Denver overtaking Casey, but I think that would be really fun. It would be fun. That'd be, <laughs> It'd be such. That'd a... be such. A... So it's so funny because they were talking on the pregame of the Sunday night game, like, "Oh, it's looking like Mahomes is going to have to play a road game for the first time in his career," thinking like second or third round. Right. Dude might not even get a home game at all. Right. If, if we're if he continues like this. Yep. I, I mean, I, I kind of had it like an overreaction earlier was where Casey was going to get bounced in the first round. Honestly, the way they played today, I feel like it doesn't matter who they played. I think they're yeah. going to get trounced regardless yeah. of who they play, whether that's Denver, Houston, um, Steelers and Colts, maybe. But I think right now, especially those teams in the hunt right now, I think they and they probably I'd probably give them the edge over Casey right now. So, but yeah. Um, and then over who else we got Jacksonville. That Jacksonville and Houston uh, race is going to be tight. Um, obviously, um, CJ Stroud had yeah, went out Houston, with a concussion. They got today. really he got they got really banged up today. Yeah, um, he went out. Um, Nico Collins went out. Yeah, um, Will Anderson Jr. on the defensive end went out with an ankle injury. Um, so they Rookie, right, the last yeah. couple weeks, 
yeah. really have gotten depleted. Right. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville does hold the tiebreaker over Houston because they won. I think they play one more time, but so that might be a big game. But I think Jacksonville holds off on that. But for for my prediction, okay, I got Cleveland at five. Yep. So I'm keeping them there. I, I just think they're the better team out of all these uh, teams in the hunt. Yep. Um, Denver. Yep. I got them at six because I feel like they have an easy schedule. Yep. Um, and then seven, I, I just have a hard time leaving the Bills out. To be honest with you, I, I, and besides, they're my Super Bowl prediction, so I kind of had to sneak them in there, even though I I like Cincy, and I like Houston, but the Steelers and Colts are probably my first two out. Um, just like they're they're kind of like no brainers to me because they they just don't have the the staying power right now. I agree. So, but the Bills, I feel like they, they I feel like they know they have to turn on the Jets right now, and yep. they kind of did. Every game is a playoff yep. game. Yep, and. and they will be the scariest seven seed that in recent memory, to be yep. honest with you. Yep. So I, this wasn't part of the segment, but I had also picked the AFC to tell you who you got wrong. <laughs> and I picked the exact same three in, really? the, in the exact same order. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Cleveland, Denver, and Buffalo. Look at yep. that. That <clears throat> same page right yep. there. Yep. One brain. One brain. Which I know podcasts, we're supposed to argue and stuff, but like, you know. Yeah, there are times where we actually agree on stuff. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. So for the NFC. Right now, as it stands, Dallas is at nine and three. They're the five seed. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's at seven and six. And then Green Bay is six and six. They play tomorrow. They play the Giants. Okay. Um, and then same thing. There's a ton of teams tied with the same record. Uh, the Rams, the Seahawks, Atlanta, New Orleans are all six and seven. And then Chicago, who I'm going to throw in there Ooh. because it's only two games back at this point. I looked at um, talking about the MC playoff. There you go. <laughs> Gosh, we're on it, man. We're on it. Um, Cause hypothetically, like let's just say green Bay loses tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That puts them at six and seven. So the last wild card spot will have a six and seven record. Chicago will only be one game back, right? Which that would be, well, I don't even get me started there. That would be absolutely stunning. If Chicago somehow got in. Um, so <laughs> I look at Dallas. I, I, I went, I almost put Dallas, in the division race because i mean as it stands right now they're up 17 to 6 against the eagles so uh, hypothetically if they win this game they'll be they'll both be 10 and 2 so the division is is very realistic 10 3 yep oh Ooh. um but Slow when up. i look at their like remaining schedules mm-hmm. phillies is a cakewalk in comparison to dallas dallas has buffalo now. buffalo um they have the dolphins they have the ravens um, so they have a they have a gauntlet uh, three out of the last four games. Right. So that's why I have I have my um, the dolphin the dolphins the cowboys still ending up in that five sp- five seed. Yeah, understandable. Um, and then I have Green Bay at six. Green Bay. I think six. I'm on the Green Bay train. I think they've figured it out. Yeah, they turned it on. Um, I think they're going to win tomorrow to go to seven and six. Mm-hmm. And then they have um, who do they have? They have. Uh, Tampa Bay next week. Mm. Um, so Tampa Bay hot weather team playing in a very cold weather environment. Um, so I think that's going to be a win. I just think they're going to, they, they've figured it out. Mm-hmm. Jordan love looks completely in control of that offense. Right. Um, and they have, he has weapons around him. If Aaron Jones comes back, I mean, my goodness him and, and is it Corey Dillon? No, Corey Dillon's the dad. AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon, AJ, AJ Dillon. Dillon. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good running back tandem. Right it is there. a very good running back tandem. And they got Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, the the little speedster Jalen Reed. Right. Um, they have a lot of weapons. Yeah, Reed's kind of coming to 
uh, carved out his own role there. Yeah, in that and I office, think so. that's been one of the biggest things for them is 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 Matt Lafleur has found ways to use him, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just it seems like it sparked everything else. Right, everything everything else I guess evolved around Jalen Reed yeah. after that because uh, Watkins has turned it on. Dobbs is uh, he's just uh, consistent. He's, he's kind of been like the red zone t- uh, target right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're figuring it, figuring it out over there in Green yep. Bay. Yep. So I have them at six, and then the seven seed I have squeaking in is the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, um, they're six and seven right now. They're just on the outskirts looking in. They took Baltimore to overtime today, mm-hmm. and obviously lost on the walk off punt return. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just and it talk about teams coming out of nowhere. I mean, you and I, I mean, just bashed them in our our uh, preseason breakdowns of right. our divisions, basically saying like, you know, pack it in for next year sort of thing. Yeah. They were like in no man's land and because you have Stafford, you had a um, yeah. cup and yeah. Aaron Donald. So it's not like you want to go full re- rebuild, but yep. obviously you have to go young somewhere. Yeah. Um. So they, mean, they were at a crossroads. I felt like, I mean, obviously nobody knew about Puka, Puka Nakua right. showing up. Um. What's it? What's a Kyron, Kyron Williams is a running back. He's, Kyron I Williams. mean, he's turned into a force mm-hmm. and Stafford is just Matt Stafford. He's just still, you know, he's the old guy now, but he's still making plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if he can if if he can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy the last four weeks and he cannot, you know, force the ball, right, I think that they are going to um they're gonna squeak in. I really do. Yeah, a lot hinges on the health of those two receivers, Cooper no Cup and Puka Nakua. No Obviously doubt. Cooper Cup was injured during the first what, five, six game, a handful yep. of games. Um so Puka kind of uh, carved out a role for himself there. But now they have two really, I guess, studded um, certified studs right there at wide receiver. So, yep. uh, and like you said, Kyron Williams <laughs> has done a phenomenal job there at the running back position. So, uh, yeah, they have the offense to make it to the playoffs. It's just about being consistent there because I feel like that's what they lack right now. So the the Rams' remaining four games, they're home against the Commanders. Okay. They're home against the Saints. Okay. They're at the Giants and then at the Niners. Ooh. So me personally, when I look at those four games, I think they'll win the next three. Mm-hmm. And then they'll probably lose to the Niners. Who knows? They might even beat the depending on where the Niners are at last week of the season. If they have everything packed away, locked up. Who knows? So they could. I very feel very confident that they'll be three and one or four and zero, oh, mm-hmm. which will put them at nine and eight or ten and seven. And I think in the NFC, that's one thousand percent getting in the division. Yeah, ten, win, ten wins for sure. Yeah, ten wins for sure. Yeah. Nine wins, you have a good chance. Yep. It just yep. depends on tiebreakers at that point. Yep. I feel like. So that's who I got: Dallas, uh, Green Bay and the rams okay yeah it's not a bad three at all no no oh. and it's not i would have never picked green bay at the beginning of the season i would have never picked the rams at the beginning of the season so nope. and i mean same with with uh, cleveland and denver i would i no i wouldn't have i wouldn't have predicted them at the beginning of the season either so that's what's so good about football man is mm-hmm. you just never know like we can right. sit here and act like the smartest people in the world right but at the end of the day like we're gonna there's a good chance we're gonna be wrong about the majority of the stuff that we're talking about just because Football is so unpredictable. Right, yeah. You can play by the stats all you want, all the numbers, and try to make sense of it as much as you want. But at the same time, you know these are people playing playing the games and all sorts of th- uh, factors going, coaching decisions, yeah. um, X, Ys, and Zs. Um, injuries happen. All these things culminate to to produce what we enjoy watching every week in and week out. Yeah. So it's it's always exciting to see, especially and, things like Denver yeah, yeah. coming in. Well, I mean, Chris Berman, I mean, he said it best years ago, right? That's why they play the game right, because exactly. you just never know. Right. You just never know what's going to happen. Right. So 
Awesome. All right. So we are just going to wrap up the actual football side of things with our doing our power rankings real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I really struggled this week because when you look at my rankings last week, I had (laughs) so lions lost, right? Uh, chiefs lost. Okay. Um, Eagles are getting crushed right now. Right. And I mean, I guess that's it. 49ers won, Ravens won, but like three of my four, three of my top five, Mm -hmm. not feeling too great about. Right. Um, And I even kept, you know, obviously we did this prior to um, this Sunday night game starting. Mm -hmm. So I kept the Eagles in there and I'm really not feeling good about that right now. So I'll just just kick off with with what I have. So 49ers stayed at one. Right. right? That's no surprise. They just continue to be dominant. Right. Um, I I have the Ravens jumping up in mind to number two. Um, They, I mean they win every which way they they've shown that they can score. Mm-hmm. They've shown that they can just be completely dominant on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, they, they win with special teams. So right. um, they're doing it every which way um, I got the Eagles. I kept them right where they were at three. Um, not okay. feeling too great about that right now. <laughs> kind of drop a little bit. Um, I got Miami at four. Okay. I'm, I'm still, I've come off the Miami bandwagon, like in a big way. Right. Um, I I'm, I'm not sold on them. They, they need to win against a good team, good team right. um, and I just Ooh. don't see that happening. Right. Um, their next three games will be very, very telling, um, so I'm excited to watch that. And then I have Detroit. Even though they even though they lost, I still have Detroit in the top five. I still think that they're a good team, uh, a really good team, right? just a good team. I, I just... But I don't feel I don't like besides the Niners and and I guess maybe the Ravens. Right. None of these teams. I'm like, yep. Like they and are. That's it. They are legit. Yeah. It's always a toss up after those. Like for me, even the Ravens was a toss up last week. I, I put yeah. them at two just because of their dominant performances over the Seahawks when they were they were still playing well, and the Lions, who obviously they were they're, I guess up there in the echelon of the NFC right now. But the Lions, I feel like they're still getting used to winning. Um. Then they're obviously they haven't had a culture of winning for a while yeah. so i think they're 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 so on and off and hot and cold that sometimes you don't know like obviously last week started off against the saints 21 and nothing and then the saints made it a game somehow and then this week they kind of lay a goose egg uh and end up losing but so for me i actually have the niners going one ravens yep. two yep i have the dolphins at three um i i've obviously i I'm, I'm on your ship. I want to see them against a good team. Yeah. But at the same time, that offense is really pro- prolific. And I feel like since the run game is really producing the way it should be, especially, and that, that matters, especially in playoff football and cold weather uh, situations. So I got the Dolphins at three, Eagles at four, which they might get supplanted by the Cowboys at this point. Yeah. Um, and then five, I actually got the Browns going in at see, five. See, I thought about the Browns. Did you? I did. I did. I didn't want to be one of those like, overreact like that could very easily be an overreaction <laughs> very easily and that's why i didn't do it right yeah i mean golly dallas just scored again yeah 23 it's to about six. to be 24 to 6 yep. so Holy like for, smokes with the browns obviously i've been high on their defense the entire thing and joe flacco is just coming in and kind of like taking taking charge especially this week most of the last week because it was, it was like his first game coming uh playing for the browns but this week he over 300 yards three touchdowns at that point you 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 kind of have a flow for the offense at that point. And I feel like if their offense can uh, match their defense, they're going to be a scary team in the, play- in the playoffs. Yep. So that's where I have them. Yep. Okay. All right. So we will transition to our fantasy football uh, segment. 
and we will go with studs and duds. Um, this was the last week before the playoffs, so we'll talk about that in just a minute. But okay. um, quarterback studs, Lamar Jackson, um, 31.6 points. Um, he had 316 yards, three touchdowns, and 70 rushing yards. 70 rushing yards. So that'll always help when your quarterback runs Get 70 rushing yards. All right. Um, Desmond Ritter, surprise stud appearance um, on the studs and duds list. He had 25 points. He was, I mean, he, they, were, they were one and two in quarterback scoring this week. So, really? Yeah. 25 points. He had 347 yards um, and one passing and one rushing touchdown. Okay. Um, so, you know, they they got the L this week, but you know, right. I, feel, I wonder how much of that was because the Bucks were ahead for majority. Yeah, that majority could have been that very game. easily been, been game script. Right. Um, running back, a very rare appearance from Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> he scored the most out of all running backs this week with 27 points. He had 68 rushing yards, 72 receiving yards on seven catches. So if you're in a PPR league, that's that, that's money. You feasted. Um, and, and a rushing touchdown. Um, Feed so, Zeke. So, yeah, Feed he Zeke. had a – it's funny. My uh, Shout-out to my brother-in-law, Justin. He's like, I picked him up this week, and I sat him on my bench. <laughs> Which – Oh, that's just such a punch right in the stomach when that happens. Stevenson was out, right? He or, was out. Yeah, he was out. So, yep. 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 It's so funny. Side note. So like all this week, I was like scrounging the waiver wire because we're in a 14 team league. Right. So the waiver wire is like basically guys who are like on IR. Right. Um, that you've never heard of. And like, so I knew DeMario Douglas was going to be out. I knew Devontae Parker was going to be out. So I'm like, look, I'm like, okay, who's going to be the guy for the Patriots? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't end up doing anything. And then I go and I look Friday because I fell asleep during the Thursday night game, honestly. And I forgot I had freaking Hunter Henry on my bench. Ooh. And he ended up having the game. The game. The game. That, he was the guy. Yeah, so he was on my team the whole time. So that really. <laughs> he was on my team. He was on my team the whole time. I had him. Didn't even need to pick him up. He was sitting right there on my bench. All you had to do was just. Yep. Mo- mo- yep. Click, didn't click. Even, it didn't even because you immediately go to like, okay, running back or receiver. Like right. you don't go to tight, tight end. end. Right. So like it didn't even register, and I looked the next day. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! So don't don't do that, people. Yeah, look look at your bench before yeah. you look at the waiver yeah. roster. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, we just got a huge tan- tangent. So second running mm, back, nice. and I'm very very pleased with this one. Um, Brees Hall, twenty six point six points. He had forty rushing yards. Mm-hmm. He had eight catches, eighty six yards, and a receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he had a great game. He had like 120, what is that? 126 total yards. Yeah. Um, he, you know, finally was part of the offense. Zach Wilson put him in a good spot today. Mm-hmm. Um, offense looked, I mean, sound like a team. Like I didn't recognize. The, <laughs> I didn't recognize, I didn't recognize that offense today. So it was, that was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> um, all right. Wide receivers, Debo Samuel. Um, he continues to put up massive numbers. I think, Three weeks in a row, he has con- m- multiple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had 34 points. He had two uh, a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Seven catches, 149 yards, just blowing up. Um, right. So he's you know perfect timing because he's on one of my money league teams. <laughs> um, so I'm really hoping that that can- carries over into the playoffs. Right. Um, and then Drake London, you know, you pair him with Desmond Ritter. They both had phenomenal games. He had 29.2 points, seven. Um, excuse me, 10 catches, 172 total yards. Yep, I started uh, him over a lobby today. Did you? Only. Yep. Yeah, that's a good call. Yep, very good call. Um, and we had two great tight end performances. Um, two guys that I really feel like should be on this list every week: um, Evan Ingram and David Njoku. 
Uh, Ingram had 32 and a half points. He had 11 catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. And Joku, also two touchdowns, um, six catches, 91 yards. So both of them had phenomenal games. Uh, and Joku is one of those guys that I really feel like is undervalued, underutilized. Mm-hmm. Like he's an athletic freak. I feel like Joe Flacco is probably the best thing for him because he Flacco had Flacco Mark loves Andrews. The tight ends. Yep, he loves tight ends. He had Mark yep. Andrews there in uh, Baltimore. Um, Deshaun Watson. I mean, if you look back at Houston, his Houston days, he I don't think he ever really threw to the tight end yeah, that much. So no. I think the biggest beneficiary is definitely going to be Njoku yep. in that uh, new, new Cleveland offense. Yep. And then the defenses, uh, the Saints, Ooh. eighteen points. They had two fumble recoveries, uh, four sacks, and then a defensive touchdown. Yeah, block punt. Yep, block punt. So that um, always helps. Um, and then the Vikings, they shut out the Raiders today in yeah. just the most boring game of the day, three to zero. <laughs> And that three points was like at the two minute warning of the fourth quarter. So yeah, it was just zero offense to speak of all day. Yeah, they scored that that field goal with like one fifty seven yeah. left in the clock or something. Yeah. I wonder when the last time a three zero game happened. Couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Fun fact: if you shut out a team um, on fantasy football, you get five extra points. Ooh! So they got five points for that. So they had seventeen total points. They had an interception, two fumbles, four sacks, and then they got the boost for for shutting out. Um, for shutting out who they play the Raiders <laughs> the Raiders yep so those are the studs this week nice okay well I got the duds this week so I mean obviously it hurts to see some of these names on here but CJ Stroud obviously he went out injured but he, yeah he, he made it yeah through. but he played enough of the game yeah he where played yep. the sample size was was large enough they the, exactly I mean, the Jets defense uh, you know yeah he I'm was, on record how good they are right. they made him look I mean it was raining mm-hmm. but Zach Wilson played great in the rain right so he I mean they made him look really pedestrian today right so he went t- ten for twenty three, but only ninety one yards. So um, he went out what out what in the fourth quarter? I want to say there was like seven or eight minutes left in the game. Yeah, yeah. So in the fourth quarter, somewhere. So yeah, he had enough of a sample size to yep. to get you points, but he did not. Um, Jared Goff he threw thirty five times, but only completed twenty of them for one hundred and sixty one yards. He had one TD and two I- two INTs. I think he ended up with like something in the six point to seven yep. point range. Yep. So um, obviously, uh, if you recall, I traded for Jared Goff earlier from Nick. <laughs> So that's probably why he's dudding right now. Um, running back, Gus Edwards. He's kind of being phased out of that Baltimore offense, yeah, I feel like. Agreed. So I, and this will probably be the last week I put him on here. Who, because, do, they, who do they have? Like, um, like I know they got the Mitchell. Mitchell, yep. Um, he's a rookie. And then who else? There's that, It's literally just Mitchell and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had 11 okay. attempts today for the, what was it, the 70 yards 70 that he yards, had. Yeah. So Mitchell actually had more carries than Gus Edwards, and which surprises me because Gus Edwards, for the, for that short time, before Mitchell kind of made a name made a name for himself, Edwards was doing his job. I yep. feel like he, he was... And he's a touchdown yeah, machine. He, he was carrying the ball into the end zone in the red zone, so he was doing what he needed to do. But it's just about, I guess, being explosive, and he just wasn't explosive enough. Yep. So that's him. And then Alexander Madison. I felt like a lot of us... I guess predicted him to be the lead back or kind of take charge now that Dalvin Cook wasn't in yeah. Minnesota, but he's just been a disappointment. I feel like all year. Yep. Um, he only had ten attempts for sixty-six yards. Um, I think he got uh, out attempted by some other um, Ty running Chandler. back. Um, there you go, Ty Chandler. Yep. That's exactly who it was. Yep. Yep. So it's just one of those things where this is just rounding out a disappointing season for Madison and anybody who drafted him. Yep. Um, wide receiver Gabe Davis. Two targets, no receptions, so he got yeah, zero that, points. Yeah, even I saw him straight, like streaking down the down the seam for an open touchdown, but pressure kind of got Josh Allen before you could see him. But obviously, 
Buffalo and KC matchups usually produce a lot of points. I was just going to say that. It was a very defensive game today, and Mm -hmm. it's not typically how they go. Yep. So if you kind of predicted a high-scoring affair. I would have taken the over. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like Gabe Davis kind of has his best games against KC. If you remember that playoff game two years ago? Two years ago, three years ago. I think he had like three touchdowns. touchdowns. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it's a little disappointing to see zero reception there. Um, Mike Evans, he only had one reception for eight yards. I was playing him today, so I'm totally good with that. <laughs> Way to go. Thank you. So, but yeah, I mean, he's he's the number one <clears throat> target there, but yeah, it's a disappointing stat line for that one. And then Jordan Addison, um, Justin Jefferson kind of went out with a, with an injury, I think, in the second quarter yep. pretty early on. Um, Addison, but I mean, whether it's his fault or not, I don't know if it's just Dobbs kind of playing like Dobbs kind of. It's been you know, since Dobbs came in yeah. because he was one of those. So I have Jordan Addison in two of my leagues. Mm-hmm. And when Kirk Cousins was in the in the game, oh, he yeah. was a must start. Oh, yeah. He was like my number one, number two wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And since Dobbs came over, it's been he's been like uh, non-factor. Non-existent. Yeah. yeah, non-factor. Yep. So, I mean, he'll, he'll be the de facto number one re- receiver there um, if Justin Jefferson misses some time. I know he got what hospitalized today. I didn't see that. Did he? I, I, for his chest? he did. Yep. For his chest. But um, yeah, I would not trust Addison right now, especially no. with Dobbs there. Um, tight end Sam Laporta, um, two receptions for 23 yards. Kind of a disappointing coming off a nine catch, 140 yard and a TD um, performance last last week against the Saints. But so, I mean, you'll have ups and downs, especially if you're a rookie. But it's kind of hard to see that low of a production after a high week like that. And then defensively, I put the Steelers here. Nobody got negative points this week, but I put the Steelers because they're playing the, the Patriots, yep. who were just not doing anything on offense for forever or all season. But they had a 92 sacks, but they allowed 21 points to probably, I'm, I'm assuming, the last ranked well, offense yeah. in the league. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Steelers on that one. So, yep, that's, that's fair. It. Yep, that's it for me on, on duds. All right. So, play. you know, if depending on your format of your of your league, um, I know I think in, what, two of our leagues we have playoffs starting next week or maybe even all three of them. I'd have to um, look. But... They all, you know, so playoffs start next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so now's the time to look at your matchups. Also, fun fact, public service announcement, there's three games on Saturday. Oh, yeah. So if you're one of those guys that, that wait until Sunday at 1245 to do your lineup, Hi. like this guy, ha, that's me. don't do that this week <laughs> because there's obviously the Thursday, Thursday night game like there always is. Right. And then there's literally a triple header on Saturday. Yeah, so usually one, check. O- 1 o'clock, 4.30, and then I think 8.30 game on Saturday. So yeah. that could really screw you over if you don't do your lineups before Saturday. All right. I usually check if I have anybody in the Thursday night game. If I don't, well, I got till Sunday. Yep. <laughs> I'll check it Sunday morning. Who's in, who's out, yep. injuries, all that stuff. Nope, don't do it this week. Saturday. I feel like I feel like this. You pretty much know how you're going to do, right? Like you, mm-hmm. like I have one league where I feel like my team is just taking off at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Like the league that I have Debo Samuel in is a huge part of that. <laughs> but then I have another league where, like, I went. I was like eight and two, and now I'm about to go like eight and five or eight and six. Ooh. Like I've just lost like four in a row. I'm going to make the playoffs, but I have like no flow and no structure and like. There's no guys that I'm like immediately penciling in every single week. Are you? I can I feel like you kind of lose your confidence. Correct. Like in that you question league. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like you question yourself. Like I need. I, it's playoff time. I need to make the I right decision. Figure out yep. who who I'm starting. Whereas, yeah. like, if you have that flow, you have guys that are just producing. Mm-hmm. It's a very easy decision. Right. Um. But I mean, you really gotta. I mean, I feel like now is where you gotta look at weather. Look at like, are they playing in a dome? Are they playing it? 
you know, Lambo? Are they going to get four feet of snow? Are they going to, are they playing in Miami or Jacksonville? Right. Um, All of those things are like, you know, cause it's do or die. Mm -hmm. I know some ESPN leagues are, are two weeks cumulative. I think ours are single elimination. It's single. So, you know, there's no room for error. You can't make up for it in week two. So um, this is, you know, this is tons of fun. I mean, you, we invest hours every week into it, or at least I do. Right. Um, Constantly looking at the waiver wire, constantly looking at matchups. Yeah. I look every, what, Tuesday, because I'm a night shifter. So uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, when I get out, I get home. The first thing I do is see waivers yep. who, who claimed who or if, if i can put it in the last minute last second waiver i do that yeah um so that, that's where that's where i kind of make my money there um and then after that it's it's not until I probably always, thursday so, or sunday so the first thing i do wednesday morning so obviously i'll do the same thing i'll put in claims right. or whatever but wednesday morning i don't look at my claims i look at who other people dropped Right. Because like you're always if you pay attention, mm-hmm. you're always going to. So in like one of our leagues, like the second or third week, somebody dropped DeAndre Swift. I picked him up. That's probably me. Uh, maybe you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, in one of our leagues this week, somebody dropped uh, Chub- Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. And I picked him up and he yeah. got me like 13 points this week. Yeah. I so think- like if you pay attention, people w- like in, in, in two of our leagues, because of the buy, somebody dropped um, San Francisco's defense, Ooh, yep. and I picked them up in both of those leagues. Yep. So, like, you can really make someone else's bad decision um, re- reap your benefits. Right, yeah, especially early in the season where you don't know who's going to produce. Obviously, Deion, you should. I think he got out-touched by whoever it Gainwell, was. The Gainwell, the first week, yeah. It yep. was, yeah, he got, like, nothing. Yeah, he yeah. got nothing. I was like, okay, yeah. I guess we know I who the lead back fl- is there. I just took a flyer yep. on him. I'm like, you know, I'll stash him away and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, for me, I was like, I know who's going to have who's going to have the lead back uh duties there yep <laughs> nope jokes, <laughs> jokes on you <laughs> flip the script on me yep. so yep. i think i can't even remember where, how, what i needed to to grab off the waiver wire when i dropped them but it's just that one of those you thanks buddy yeah i, I know i dropped them in one league thanks, I, don't, I don't know if yeah. it's the same league you picked them up in but um yeah it's just definitely one of those things where you yeah you, you have to look at obviously some people have are crunched with roster space and buys and whatnot so yeah it's there's some tough decisions that other um managers have to make and it's about you taking advantage of what they make also did you see what i did no in our 14 team league no did you see what i did no who i stashed away on ir just in case who aaron Rodgers. did you really i did picked him up put him straight on ir why not yeah i got kyler murray as my starter right now he's on by this week so i had to go with Derek carr who was just a clunker right um you never know Sounds like he's not going to play this week against Miami, but his goal all along allegedly was Christmas Eve against Washington. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. So I picked him up. I stashed him away. We'll see what happens. It would be risky. I know. Because it's, it's, I know I'd almost want to watch him one week to see how he does uh-huh. and then start him the next week. But what, what, what we we have three weeks of playoff. Playoffs. Right. So is that week? Is that semifinals when he comes back? Yeah. If he yeah. comes back, yeah. his target semifinals. Date? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's rough. Can you, there. can you imagine? I'm either gonna be like a genius or the biggest idiot in the world. <laughs> Blows out his other Achilles. <laughs> oh god. All right. Oh, no. Yeah. So I did that. We'll see what happens. We'll uh, see we'll, what happens. More, more to come on that. Yep. Um, all right. So that's our fantasy football perspective. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do this next week because it'll be playoffs. Maybe we will. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. uh, more to come on that. Um, what to watch for next week. So again, we're, we're, we're picking a game. 
um, to preview and, and kind of get excited for. Um, so mine is one of the Saturday games. It's actually the, the night game at 830 Broncos at Lions. Broncos at Lions. Um, <laughs> the Broncos rolling in hot a little bit. Correct. Lions coming up and down. Nope. Seven and six at nine and four. Um, we already just talked. We already talked about earlier in the show how the Broncos now have a very realistic shot at winning the division. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I watched them, man, like I obviously I had them on the um, the multi view um, for the late games on the NFL ticket. So I watch. You know, I had an eye on them. I was obviously paying most attention to the to the Bills and Chiefs, but. The Broncos, they, their offense, Russ, Russell Wilson just looks in complete control. Right. Um, they're doing all these naked bootlegs. They had a, a, a bootleg where a guy was just literally wide open in the end zone, nobody within 10 yards of him. Their defense is playing great. Obviously, um, Herbert went out today, so that that helped because they were playing the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just they look completely different from the beginning of the season. I, I mean, I think it's the Sean Payton effect type of thing because I know his offense is – I guess a little bit more intricate and complicated than most offenses are. And I mean, as a Saints fan, you'd always hear it. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees would picked up on it really quickly. Yep. So Russell Wilson, he's, he's always been, uh, I guess, adaptable because he, he, of his legs, he can do whatever he, he basically wants on the scramble. Um, so it's fun to see him kind of like make that offense his own because he's not just Drew Brees. He doesn't have, I guess the accuracy that he, he makes his money getting out of the pocket. Yep. The off schedule yeah, plays. The off schedule plays finding somebody wide running <laughs> wide open or, or making a tight throw somewhere. He, 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 he's a really good quarterback when it comes to not doing the quarterback play <laughs> to be honest with you. The, so the, the, Oh no, 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 no. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what he's, he's made his name for. Yep. So, so for me, Sean Payne kind of came in. He got a feel for his players, where they're all at, especially coming off last season where Denver was. And I feel like maybe some players got a little bit too comfortable in their roles and and not executing the way they should be. Yep. And I mean, kudos to Sean Payne for getting turning that that season around quickly. Yeah, it, it didn't take a year. Didn't take um, hardly any time at all. Half a year, six one, games. One, yep, six, one and five, games. and then yeah. one what five in a row after yep. that. Yeah, it's just one of those things where that's where your head coach um, comes in, and that's where your first round draft pick that they traded away, you realize that it, yeah, that was worth it. Yep. So yeah, that that'll be a fascinating game and, for sure. And, and on the other side of that, this is this. I mean, you could very easily say this is kind of a prove it game for the Lions because mm-hmm. you think about their last three weeks. Thanksgiving, they lost to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Last week, they beat the Saints, but they almost, almost let it go. They almost blew it. Yeah, they almost let it go. Um, and then today, obviously, they lost. Um, to the Bears. Mm-hmm. So they are out of sync, I think it's fair to say. Right. Um, and they're playing a hot team right, right now. So I'm I'm actually really, really curious um, and excited to watch that game. I think the Lions are favored um, minus four. Are um, they? Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Perfect. So for mine, I actually got the Bills again against the Cowboys. Yep. So obviously the Bills are still fighting for their playoff lives. Obviously, as we talked earlier, they're the last seeded team there in, of the teams in the hunt. So they're coming in kind of in a miss, m- m- must win game. I know it's not a conference game, so tiebreaker um, doesn't have as much of an effect there, but still a win is a win here. Yeah. And you need the wins to pile up, especially at seven and six. So you do not want to end up back at 500, um, especially with all those teams ahead of you. Um, so obviously the Cowboys, as we're seeing right now, they're that, kind of stomping they the Eagles right now. Right now. Yep, yeah. they, they're just stomping the Eagles right now in, in Dallas. So it'll be interesting to see this if 
this uh, offense and this defense can travel. Well, the defense for sure, but this offense can travel to Buffalo um, to like, to face a team that kind of like slowed down the in the KC offense. I mean, yeah. the KC offense hasn't been, I guess, um, a mo- uh, an output uh, that you're going to write home about. But at the same time, um, it's still Mahomes and Kelsey. So yeah, that'll be my matchup for next week. Yeah, I'm excited about that game. Um, you know, the, the, the bills just, they, they have no break, right? Right. They yep. have the Eagles and then it's full they, throttle, you know, from, they have the chiefs on. and then they have the, uh, the Cowboys who obviously, like we said, they look, um, they look dominant right mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. it'll, that'll be a really, really good game. Right. But I think that's the four, four twenty five um, game on Fox next week. Yep. It's uh, <laughs> same game, same, uh, time slot they have this week. Yes. The chiefs. Yep. yep. Um, Awesome. Yeah, there, I would, you know, it's commenting on you to you with the exception of that game. Mm-hmm. I think the best matchups next week are all Saturday. on Saturday. Right. Because um, the first game is, I'm going to pull it up because I want to make sure I get it right. Right. Um, the first game is, let's see, let's see here Vikings and Bengals. So both seven and six, mm-hmm. both fighting for a playoff spot. Right. Um, Steelers Colts is the second game again, both seven and six. So you're talking about the six and seven seed right now. Yep. Um, and then Broncos Lions. So three really good games. I'll play off on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the NFL picked those matchups perfectly <laughs> yep. to have on the Saturday games. Right. So, um, looking forward to sitting on my couch all day Saturday. <laughs> no, that's not realistic. Right. Um, but yeah, um, awesome. So we will do, we'll finish off the show with our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, just recap what we did last week. So I was one and one last week. I tell you, even when the Jets win, they just find a way to screw me. Um, it's every week, man. It's just you know, I I Once again, the, heard you. I picked yeah. So breaking news: the Jets listened to the podcast. Yeah, um, confirmed. This is confirmed. And so bulletin board material for them because um, I picked the Texans as my lock. Yeah, you were like, week. oh, they don't have to worry about I, anything. Yeah, I was yeah. about as sure as sure could be yep. that the Texans were going to win today. Yep, and the Jets. I mean, they scored 30 on them. Never would have thought no. that was possible for the Jets. No, to be not honest only with that, you. but I did not think they were going to hold them to six points. Right. So, I mean, who who knows? I, I'm just I'm just so done with them. <laughs> but watch out. They're going to win out. <laughs> Go nine and eight. That's right. Um, so I had I had the Texans as, as my lock. That didn't work out. Right. Um, and then I picked the Broncos over the Chargers as my upset. That did work out. Mm-hmm. So one and one, 13 and eight overall. Um, Jeff, you also missed on your lock. I you did. picked the Colts over the Bengals. Yeah. Um, you know, I got nervous after the, after seeing the Bengals on Monday night. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm sure I, you did. I think I yeah. made a wrong call on that yeah. one. <laughs> but, but prior to that game, there was no reason to think that that was going to happen. Right. So right. can't fault you there. Um, and then the, your upset did land barely, um, bucks over the Falcons. That was like a last minute drive, I think. Um, for the Bucks. Yep. Um, so we were both one and one. Both moved to thirteen and eight. Um, thirteen and eight. Thirteen and nine. Thirteen. I don't know. Whatever. Thirteen and nine. Thirteen and nine. Um, so I will go with mine. Um, my picks. Okay. So my lock is the Packers over the Bucks. Okay. Um, I'm high on the Packers. Um, this could be exactly the same as you. If the if the Packers go lay an egg on Monday Night Football next uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, then, <laughs> like, who, then who knows? Yep. Um, but. Right now, I, I like that matchup, um, Packers over the Bucks, And then my upset is a game that we've talked a lot about, um, and it's I have the Broncos over the Lions. Okay. Lions are, are minus four. Right. Okay, that's not a bad pick at all. So for me, I got the, my lock. I got the Bengals over the Vikings right now. 
So okay. I, I'm flipping. The I almost took that one because Did the Vikings you? look so horrible yep. offensively today. Yep. Yeah. I, I, at this point, Dobbs, I, I yep. don't trust them ever yep. since he played the Saints. Lo and behold, the Saints. So ever since he played there, he's just not looked. I guess the Dobbs of what we've seen at yep. in, in That's Arizona. A very, early. very reasonable pick. Yep. So Bengals over the Vikings, and then my upset. I actually have the Panthers winning their second game of the season on this one. Panthers, the Falcons. So Whew. I know it's it's a little risky, but I'm. Panthers. I'm going for it. Over Falcons. Okay. Yep. What's the line there? Ooh, Why did on. you not take the um the Tennessee line? The because I don't know if CJ Stroud's playing and Davis Mills is what yeah, I think went one still... for five. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, yeah. He didn't look too too uh, hot there. So um, let me see. Minus three for the Falcons. Minus three. All right. All right. I like it. That's a bold pick. I, Ooh, did AJ I, Brown just fumble? I think he did. Golly, the da- Dallas is just yeah laying it on. We, you know, it's funny. We talked about it right last week. Dallas is playing Philly at the perfect time. Yeah, for how the two teams are playing. Mm-hmm. Dallas is playing phenomenal, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's definitely a fumble, one thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, um, I felt like you, like I said, this it could have been a wake up call for the Philadelphia last week when they lost, but it, so far that whole dreading of that whole dreadful play that they've been. I, I guess escaping from with one with wins like yep. with Buffalo against against Buffalo and whatnot, it's carried on. Yep. And at this point, I feel like it's more identity at this point than it is just a funk. Um, and honestly, if you're a Philadelphia scan, uh, Philadelphia fan, I'd be a little scared right now. One hundred percent. To be honest with you, one hundred percent. So, yep. All nice. right, all right. We that's our show. Um, Jeff is going to be gone next week. Nice. Actually, the next two Sundays. Two Sundays. So we'll figure something out. It'll either be us, you know, kind of doing it how we did last week on Skype, mm-hmm. or you know, depending on the situation, I might have to run the show for the next two weeks. Right. Um, but you'll be back in perfect timing. You know, I think it's like the week before playoffs start. Right. Um, so we'll we'll be back and we'll be fired up for for the start of the playoffs. So stay tuned for. We'll have something for you next week again, mm-hmm. whether it's the both of us or whether it's just me. You know, kind of getting by. I'll send you um, my thoughts though. Yep, for yep, sure. Yep. So we'll have talking points from Jeff. Um, and oh. yeah. So I, I thought, you know, I really enjoyed this show. I felt like we threw some some different stuff in, had a lot of good talking points. So um All right, the first live to live connection we have in, yeah, <laughs> in a, weeks. a month. Month. Yeah. Yep. A month. Literally like a month. Yep. Um, so it's back to be or it's good to be back and, and you know, normal in person recording. Right. Um, and you know, as always, send us any topics you guys want us to cover mm-hmm. um talking points anything you know that you think would be would be interesting or that you saw that was interesting um and we especially if i'm by myself next week please <laughs> for the love of god give me something to talk about because i discovered two weeks ago that it's w- very difficult to do right. a show by yourself absolutely um way harder than i would imagine so if you know please send some talking points my way you did well my yeah, guy yeah <laughs> um all right So let's wrap it up. Hope you guys enjoyed and we will catch you next week. All right. Peace out. Thanks for listening to what did they know podcast? Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.